0: Hoping to be the next $2.1 billion buyout, I'm Schmitty, and this is Talkin' Schmidt. Today on the show is Bo Mitchell. Bo is from Aiken, South Carolina, and has been a staple in the tired skateboard Christmas video tradition each year on thrashermagazine.com. He also has been in the business since he was nine months old. You may know him as Wayne in Eastbound and Down or Brooks and Cobra Kai. But do you remember his name in his first TV show, October Road?
1: Character name was uh Duty. Duty, dude. Duty, dude. <laughs> I can't even dude, I can't believe it, dude.
0: I got one side of the Rubik's Cube done, guys. Just one, two, three, four, five more to go. But before we begin this interview, I just want to release a few things off my mind. First, it is the holiday season, and I got some big plans to march us out of 2020 this last month and a half. I got some great guests, legendary, some surprises, surprise, and a whole new line of merch, including some coffee mugs, new shirt designs, and new colorways of the old classics. Please help support the show by hooking yourself up or getting a friend or relative a cool present at TalkinSchmidt.com. I'll be dropping some stuff here and there all the way up until Black Friday when it all will be released. Shops, holler at me before it's all gone. This is episode 97 and that means we just have two more until Tommy and number 100. Going to do a podcast awards after that, so email me with any categories and or thoughts for your favorite moments and episodes. I got a bunch of categories already in the mix, but I'm always open to suggestions. I really do want to know what your favorite episode was, though, so email talkinschmidt at gmail.com with your favorite episode, your favorite moment, who made you laugh, who made you cry favorite soundbite whatever it is that touched you love to hear from you okay enough about the future Let's live in the now
1: i'm bo mitchell and we're talking schmidt it's cool like tonight is the night
0: here we go again just give it the old car's turn all big
2: dogs in <laughs> 96 times, Schmidt Thanks, Schmitty. We on, Schmitty? Talking Schmidt. That's called uh, a the little bitch. I shit in my pants, class. <laughs> Your yeah, Rolodex is fucking deep.
0: It's about right. the one. The one. The one. Who is this guy Things this tough
3: shit? What's up? We're tastemakers.
2: Come on, Schmitty, what the fuck? i here for Smith. Yay! All
0: right, uh... Episode 97 here, just three away from the big 100. We're down in the dirty south, South Kaka. I've been looking forward to this one since you he said he'd come on. Welcome to the show, Bo Mitchell.
1: Dude, that's awesome, dude. Thanks for having me, though. I'm stoked, dude.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? You've been with this COVID and stuff. Have you still been working and stuff, or what's going on?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm still still working some. Like, it's definitely, as far as the acting world, it's definitely shut things down a good bit. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, there was obviously nothing going on for about six months or so. And in the last month or two, um, you know, as of like mid-August or October, they started to pick up a little bit. But it's been kind of weird. It's basically... It's basically like a rich man's game. It's like only only networks with lots of money are able to produce things right now um, because they're having to pay for everyone um, down to not just cast, but like crew, extras, like everyone. they having to pay for them to get like weekly or monthly COVID tests. And those things are kind of expensive. Like you're looking at like $100 a head. Um, if you got a crew or a cast or a crew of like, you know, Five hundred to a thousand, you know, and you count the extras and stuff. It's like it's an expensive, you know, production. There's only a few people out there making stuff right now, like you know, because of that. So there's uh, there's a little action, but not not a lot.
0: Huh. Okay. Uh... Yeah. Wait a sec. Before we go any further, I got something here. Uh, I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because my thing cuts out sometimes. I got this sticker from your neighboring state, permanent vacation. Oh. They just sent it to me from Wilmington, North Carolina, and I want to put it up on the wall here. Yeah, dude. Get where sh- it. That's, where that's, it. Where that's should it homie. go? Where should it go?
1: I don't even know. You up? Uh, Maybe up in the, up in the top, I see some space up there. You you could, you could still see it behind your head. Yeah. That looks like it fits good. That's sick. Yeah, dude. That's amazing. They sent you a sticker. That's so sick. I was hanging out with, with some of those dudes like two or three weeks ago. I was on a skate trip down there and that's awesome. Shout out to Griffin and those dudes. They just dropped a video from like a New York edit. So that's super sick that you have
0: that. Yeah, dude. Um, that's where you filmed Eastbound and Down in Wilmington, right?
1: Yeah, Wilmington, North Carolina. It was a it's a hotbed, honestly, for a while until um, oh yeah, there you go. Nice, what a view! Oh, mama! <laughs> wow, that's, yeah, making, dude, that's so sick, dude! Wow, that's awesome. But yeah, they uh they were shooting there big big time, man. Like it was. When they had the tax cuts going, um, everything was filming there. And and Atlanta's taken over everything now, but they had a lot of action there. Like, there was Screen Gems has a 22-stage studio there, and that place is, like, insane, um, huge, out in the swamp. And then, you know, so there's that, and there's just people just down there for production on The Times. That's where we filmed most of it. Um, But, yeah, dude, crazy people. We would call it Wilmingwood like Hollywood, but
0: oh, okay, yeah. it's like
1: in the crew, you know, the cast and crew people that were down there all the time. were calling it Wommywood for a little while. It's just as a joke. Cause everyone, everyone was down there. It's crazy.
0: Okay. Were you born in uh, South Carolina?
1: Yeah, I was, I was born in South Carolina, raised in a small town, born and raised in Aiken, South Carolina. And, uh, spent, you know, most of my, most of my life there. I always lived there kind of, uh, just, you know, I would travel for work, you know, I would maybe, you know, be gone for six months or so, um, at a time, but I would always just come back there and stay in my free time. So, so yeah, man, just been there. I was there for about 20, 20 something, 22, 21 years probably of my life majority, you know, living there in my free time, like I said. Yeah. So I had a had a skate park and shop there it was a good time. Yeah. But born and raised.
0: Well, I looked it up and I found a few, uh, distinguished people some famous uh people are from that town any uh ideas who i came up with
1: dude okay hang on um maybe like some wrestlers like hulk hogan or rick flair
0: are they from there
1: i've heard like stories of
0: the big show paul white is from there
1: yeah there you go a lot of wrestlers came out of that zone for sure yeah dude my mom has like a crazy story of like Hulk Hogan living in a trailer park on the other side of town and she like hung out with him when they were younger, like, you know, oh, before shoot. he was Hulk Hogan, obviously, I guess maybe that was his family that lived there and he was visiting, but yeah, dude, a lot of wrestlers came out of that, that area in general, like, you know, Wrestling's
0: huge down there, right?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Did you ever get into it? Have you seen any wrestlers down there walking around or anything?
1: Not really I haven't really ran any. I've never really I've never really got into it. I think it's hilarious. I I do love it, like for what it is, like it's it's awesome. It really is, but I've never got I never got super into it.
0: Okay. Um,
1: you know, but I know some other people in the skate industry that love it and I'm just like that's sick that y'all are stoked on it and yeah. it's always fun to watch but not
0: Ric Flair was always kind of... hyped up Carolinas. Charleston yeah, North Carolina
1: <laughs> Yeah, dude, yeah. Dude, he would be stoked. There's, yeah. and that's just so funny. they were always so fired up, but it was weird. There was like, it was they would be around doing like I guess you know wrestling matches nearby. So it's kind of like it's kind of like living in LA, right? Like you could run into like Niger pretty easily at a plaza, you know, or some of your favorite pro.
2: Mm. It's
1: like if you really were into wrestling, you could run into them pretty easily in that area, um, because Aiken's right beside Augusta, Georgia. Where they oh. play the masters and they would have a lot of this stuff hopping in Augusta. Speaking of practice rounds right now.
0: Dude, masters are going on right now.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah. I didn't
0: even put how far is that for making?
1: Uh like fifteen minutes. No way. Yeah, we're basically in the same zone. They call it the C S R A. And it's like a little zone of cities that are on the Savannah River in the center central Savannah River area. C S R A. And yeah. And uh, yep. Gage and Augusta are like twin cities almost there and they're just divided by that river.
0: Yeah, So yeah, get? it's
1: like 15 minutes to the to the golf course. It's pretty crazy.
0: Have you gone to see the Masters?
1: I went to some practice rounds when I was younger. We got the family's got like there it's crazy how this shit works. There's like we're like heirs to a lottery spot. So our family is from my grandfather somehow got in there. And basically every year there's a lottery and you could get a chance to win you win the chance to buy the tickets you don't even just get the tickets you win the chance to even buy them it's some super prestigious weird stuff
0: so it ain't easy yeah
1: it's not easy dude and yeah so i've gotten to go to some practice rounds when i was younger but honestly dude it's it's like cool to be there because it is an immaculate golf course you know it's like it's like being like you know it's like being in in tampa or something you know in the park or being at like a you know hanging out you know at the barracks or something you're there this immaculate course with these professionals like at the top of their game and it's really cool but at the same time it's like it's weird because you're just kind of like following them around and you kind of just walk around and you stop it's like it's kind of weird it's much better just to like watch it somewhere and get drunk while you're doing it it's way <laughs> more fun okay. but but it's cool to experience at least once you know you get to see it like firsthand so
0: right well, uh, also from Aiken is William the Refrigerator Perry, Chicago yep. Bears. Dude, Great. I was totally going to
1: get to him. I grew up down the street from him. Shut I up. wouldn't see him out.
0: No
2: yeah. way.
1: Yeah, dude, crazy stories about him. My uncle, um, yeah, dude, my uncle Mike is wild. He was like the middle child, and he was like, they went to Clemson together. Him and Perry were, were dorm mates. And, um, yeah, dude, they were both like, they were both work out together. They're like the same size. My uncle went on to like wrestling bears, but Perry obviously wanted to play football, but we fully like live like quarter mile from him or from his house. Now he doesn't live there anymore. He had a pretty rough divorce, but Fuck. <laughs> it's uh it's a crazy little place, dude. It's like a legit estate. It's like big, nice, fancy brick fence walls. And then like a nice wrought iron gate and huge house like really crazy and you just see him out at walmart sometimes or something <laughs> but yeah dude it's pretty sick he's from there
0: that's amazing yeah th- the last one is the true blood sensation anna camp really
1: <laughs> dude that's crazy yeah i mean i know of her i've never met her that's crazy i didn't know she was from aiken
0: yeah that's what it said in the wikipedia
1: that's nuts, right, <laughs> dude? That's crazy, dude.
2: That's so, so random. Go.
0: That's
1: sick. Thanks for like fucking filling me in, dude. That's that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Hey, how did uh, the blonde ambition Mitchell for Insta? Where where did that come from,
1: dude? I pretty much just ripped that off of uh, Eastbound and Down, dude. Because I was I got called like blonde ambition tour when I was on that jet ski, and I remember signing up for Instagram when it like first started and. And, like, I was kind of, like, set up. And I was, like, I didn't know how to take it. I didn't know how that it was, like, is it, it was way different back then, obviously, man. This was, like, seven or eight years ago. But I kind of was, like – I was about to put my name in, like, Bo Mitchell or something, kind of like you would for Facebook, you know? Like, you put in your name, your actual name. But then I realized that people were using, like, aliases. And so, I don't know. I just kind of thought that was funny. So, I was, like, you know, I was still, like – when that came out, I, we were we hadn't even filmed the fourth season yet. So, it was, like, still, like – you know instagram's old dude and yeah so anyway yeah man i uh it was still kind of fresh in my head but yeah dude that's where okay. it came from All from right. that jet ski scene
0: well what came first for you skateboarding or acting
1: acting definitely came first i started acting when i was like nine months old as a baby so oh. i got thrown into that for sure how it was is that it, it was it's cool man it was a you know, I don't remember any of it, but um, I was—I uh, remember some of the gigs, but I don't remember the actual instance. Apparently, I was in a mall with my family on a vacation. We were just walking around. It's not even like a pageant thing or anything like that. It was just meandering to a mall, and an agent saw us. Just approached my parents. I was like, "Hey, blah blah blah. You know, I want to like you know use your baby for print ads, and you know, I'm an agent and all this stuff, and." It's kind of crazy because like that was like back then there was a there were scams like that people were right. scamming people like oh give us a thousand dollars and we'll put your kid out there on this web you know yellow pages or something and like so they were skeptic but they kind of went through with it and it was all legit and I got I was like going out to New York for weeks at a time as like an infant and doing um like just print work like you know look books for Baby Gap or stuff like that you know. Not anything it ever really made it out. I don't really have many, like, proper photo shoots from that time, but stuff that would get handed out in catalogs or something, you know, like, and I would just be the baby posing in, like, an all-denim outfit or whatever.
0: Right, okay. But, yeah,
1: just, that's how it started.
0: Where were you guys then, on vacation? Where Where was that?
1: I don't even know. Nothing too far. I think we were in, like, Charlotte or something. I don't know. Oh, North in Carolina, some mall. Like, Two or three hours away from Aiken, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, dude. And just, Yeah just popped off I don't know my parents were like great enough to help me pursue it too because like obviously I couldn't do anything at nine months old so right they uh they helped me uh you know get there but
0: but yeah and then dude, modeling kind of led or to acting
1: yeah essentially so you know we did some print work got into some extra stuff when I was a baby as well like doing a little commercial background movie background stuff I got a few roles, um, like one-liners, you know, and uh, yeah, just made my way up. I think I finally, the first gig I booked where I had like a full, like a proper role with a name on it uh, was this show called October Road, which was um, the number one drama on ABC for a little while, and I was like 11 or 12, and yeah, so I was a kid still, and then I rolled from that in, right into eastbound and down.
0: Was that and, like an after-school special or something?
1: No, October Road was like a. It was like an. It was like an adult drama. Oh. And it was um. It kind of like Grey's Anatomy, just not about doctors. Okay. Yeah, it's just about like some baby daddy drama stuff. So weird, but just like a drama, um, show. And I was just playing. It's so based around this kid, that he doesn't know who his parents are, and he's living with different people. So it's nothing too crazy. But I was his like. I was his best friend in the series, so I was like a series regular. So I'd pop up like every other episode. So character name was uh, Duty. Duty, Duty. dude. Duty, dude.
2: <laughs> I can't even. <laughs>
1: dude, I can't believe it, dude. Anyway, yeah, it's like I was stoked that I remember I was fired up when that happened. But right around that time, I started skating. Actually, like to loop this into your question because I um I was about ten or eleven, and I had a uh i had like a walmart board basically from about the time i was eight you know i would got a walmart board for christmas and then i got tony hawk pro skater four and then i got the under the first underground and so i was like all into it but like definitely not skating really because there wasn't anything to skate where i lived and i lived in like my whole yard was gravel too i didn't even have a concrete driveway so i just kind of would like I would, like, lay on my back and do grabs like Lance Mountain. Like, that's what I would do, or just play the video game, you know? I was, like, a kid. I would be, like, you know, imagine myself flying in the air, you know? But, like, that's a that's about it. And then that show popped off, and, like, I was living in Atlanta for, like, six months, and I got to actually start riding on concrete, and they huh. actually had me, like, ride a, ride my skateboard in the show a little bit. So that oh, really? was, like, what, yeah, my character would, like, the my character would skate, and the other character would bike, so we'd Bike or skate around a little bit, you know, whatever. Just, but yeah, and that was like kind of how it sparked up, I guess. I just kept skating when I could, you know, um, but acting was like pretty heavy. So, and I was like always a little worried too that I might like, you know, break myself off. Even though I wasn't super realistic, I just was scared that I would, you know, slip and break something and not be able to film. So I was like really like, you know, conservative with it. And then I wrapped up season one of Eastbound and Down. I was like 13 and I got, finally got back to Aiken and I was like gone for like almost two years, you know, because I was filming back to back and bouncing around and I get back and some of my buddies that I left there, they were still there and they started picked up skating for real and they were like worshiping Chris Cole. And, you know, so we all like put on skinny jeans and got zero boards and like started <laughs> actually skating and it was, it was pretty sick, dude. That's kinda how it budded, though into like actually me trying tricks, you know? Right. And like actually skating, skating and huh. like, you know Yeah.
0: So Chris Cole was one of your earlier like skate heroes influence, like hype guy.
1: Yeah, dude. It's just like skin tight pants, like striped jacket, like the bleached hair, Wallenberg clip, like that was that was, I was it for a while for <laughs> sure. Yeah, him and him and the Duff Man too, dude, like oh. they were like Fucking sick at that time for us, but you know, rad, crazy how things change. But yeah, dude, it was so sick. We were just uh-huh. we would see them just hucking <laughs> and we would go find a two set and just pretend it was like you know <laughs> something huge and try to keep up off it.
0: That's amazing. Uh, let's talk about how the whole uh, eastbound and down thing happened. Like, did you um, did you go in for it, or did they hit you up, or like how did it happen?
1: Yeah. So that was, that was really interesting. I technically went into audition for it, but uh, I kind of got called in, um, like, so I kind of got, I kind of skipped a few steps in the auditioning process is usually you go in and you audition with a casting director and they kind of whittle out the first wave, you know, and then find some selects and then you get a call back and you get to meet the directors and all that. So I kind of skipped straight to that <clears throat> because I had, actually met the producers and directors before cuz i had did a chemistry read for um Taldigan Knights so Ooh. a chemistry read is like the final stage it's basically you've been chosen for the role or it's you and one other person that are chosen for the role and you do a you do a read through with the rest of the cast to see how you like mesh and i did it and i was going to be the older brother for Taldigan Knights the two little kids excuse me the older one they already cast the little one and we got in there and I was huge at the time. Like I had hit a growth spurt and all. And so it was like crazy height differences. And the other kid they booked the role was there and they were like only this much difference. So they, they looked a lot better on camera, you know? Huh. And so based just basically on like physicalities, they booked that kid. But I met those directors, right? It was like Adam McKay, Will Ferrell were like, they were in the room oh, and I was sick. auditioning with him. Yeah. So I met him and they were like, kind of hyped on me, I guess, but I got called back and Dewey's bounding down and based off of that, they kind of remembered me and, um, yeah, dude, I just got, kind of got greenlit in that way, you know, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was really interesting because I was, I had me read for both the kids. They do this sometimes, like, when you don't have a lot of lines, you might read, like, for two characters or something just to give you a lot of lines so they could see you do stuff. Mm. So, I was reading for, um, both of like the nephews like at once. But yeah, man, it was like, it was cool. And just picked up from there and we shot a uh, think a pilot. And that was really crazy, but we shot this pilot episode. And back then it was like, things are a lot faster now. It's only been like, it's been about 10 years actually. So it's kind of a, a little while, but it's back then it was like you'd shoot a pilot. And you wouldn't hear back for like a year, you know, because it would just oh. go through cycles and things just took longer, you know. And so we literally—I shot that first episode, uh, season one—is the pilot episode that we shot, and I was like twelve there, and then we came back and I was thirteen, and I had like grown six inches, and like, yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, dude, it's just like
0: so a, year, a year, almost a year different. That show thirteen to seventeen, was it? Yeah, four I years? think when
1: we wrapped out, when we wrapped out on like. Season four, I was, like, either about to turn 18 or just turned 18. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I spent, like, six years shooting that. And uh, it's weird because when, you, when you're filming, generally, you're filming in the fall months. Most shows film in the fall months. Um, and My, my birthday is November, so I would almost always have a birthday on set. And we basically shot every two years. So I had, like, my 14th birthday on set. My 16th birthday was – on and then like i was about to turn 18 or something we shot season four but yeah your birthday
0: crazy.
1: november 3rd
0: ah oh, scorpio
1: yeah what's up and
0: october 27
1: that's sick awesome <laughs> dude yeah i don't know much about the astrology stuff but one of my buddies is super into it
2: uh-huh. and they
1: were just like messing with me like oh let me get some of your information i can figure out all your stuff and i was like all right sure you know whatever i don't know and then they came back and they were tripping. They're like, "You're a triple Scorpio," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool. I have no idea what that is." But they were losing their minds. And so, anyone out there that knows how that stuff works, hit me up and inform me a little more. Because
0: Scorpios are wild in the sack. That's what I hear.
1: Yeah, dude. I've, I haven't heard. I haven't. I haven't experienced that yet. So we'll see. But, dude, it's wow. like I've also that's heard they like though. maniacs. I feel yeah. like I'm not. Sometimes I feel like I'm a maniac, like a, just like in in general, like I guess you're like a psycho, but mm. I think maybe I am. I'm just like high functioning, yeah. You know, but it maybe not. I don't where know. You
0: direct your energy.
1: I guess so. Yeah, dude. I but was so, freaking out skating the other night, losing my mind.
0: Oh uh, like, yeah, that
1: was it. I felt like a Scorpio <laughs> then for sure. I was
0: like, hey. Um, so when you're 12 years old, do you even know who Will Ferrell is?
1: Yeah, I did, I did know, like, who he was, you know, I knew he was Will Ferrell and stuff, and, like, oh, okay. I you kind of, like, you know, I knew he was, right, but, like, at that age, like, I don't know, there wasn't, like, really, for me, there wasn't, like, a lot of weight to people's names when I was younger, and, like, you know, growing up around this stuff, it, like, I still, I don't really get starstruck, but, like, I do understand, like, you know, the gravity of, like someone's accomplishments but back then I had almost nothing related to it and mm. so I was just like oh cool like he's funny obviously like I've seen him you know before he's funny I've seen him in movies but it was never like oh my god Will Ferrell like uh. like you know and this one was I had no chance here but we were on set and I was eating lunch and one of the producers wives is uh, Brooke Shields and so she sat down next to me my mom during lunch one day literally sat Right next to me, and then my mom's on this side of me, and my mom is sitting here, just losing her damn mind, like <laughs> silently. I'm looking. I'm like, what is, what's going on? Like, I can tell she's freaking out. She's like holding it in. Uh-huh. And I don't know who this woman is. I really don't. Like, I just, I thought she might have been with hair and makeup or something. You know, I'm 12. I had no idea who Brooke Shields was. And so, we hang out. They chat a little bit. You know, whatever we chat. You know, and anyway. Then, you know, she leaves. My mom just, like, almost faints from, like, holding her breath for, like, 30 minutes, you know? Yeah. And, you know, then we had to, had to, like, get educated that night, watch a bunch of movies and stuff. But, yeah, crazy.
0: Wow. So it seems kind of like, I don't know, from my perspective, that you get into this thing as a young kid, and then maybe by, like, the third or fourth season, you're kind of like, holy shit. Like, it's, things are registering as you're getting older, and you're like, oh, dude, I'm in – I I'm doing it. Like it's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like kind of like almost not accidental, but like it was bigger than what you thought getting into it. And then it's like I mean, for me and my friends, Eastbound and Down is it's a huge, huge fucking show. Like one yeah, of the best great. shows for I was saying pound for pound, one of the best shows. Like four seasons, it can go up against any other four season show.
1: Yeah, dude. Definitely. It's always been kind of crazy to me. Like when I was younger, I definitely didn't get it, you know? And I mean, when it first started, honestly, the only people, only people that were behind it, that people cared about were the people behind the scenes. Like, you know, Will Ferrell, you know, Adam McKay, Chris Hinchy these producers, directors, Will at that time was only producing and directing it. And so like those people were the only ones that really had a name. Like, so Ben Best, Jody Hill, um, David Gordon Green, you know, Danny, those guys, they just basically came out of, like, a college type of thing, you know? Uh They were, they, you know, had been some stuff, but it was, like, they were still fresh, you know? They were still kind of, like, an AM skater, right? People knew they were. They were killing it, but, like, and then this was, like, their christening for sure, you know? They, like, they basically had gotten the green light to do whatever the hell they wanted, and that was this, like, all they needed they were able to like go off the deep end and people loved it. So, I mean, they're still together now doing stuff. They're like a, you know, like a little group of like three amigos, you know, like a three musketeers type of thing. Like they're, they're doing, um, they did vice principals together. They're doing the righteous gemstones. Now that's all mm. filming here in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh. But, uh, yeah, dude. So growing up in it, it was definitely like, take, I don't really want to say take me for granted, but I just, it was just like, I was in it. So I didn't pay attention to it, you know? And, I was like, I would watch it and I thought it was funny, but I wouldn't see much reaction, you know, unless someone recognized me and they were just head over heels about it. And it was just, it was not until like, honestly, not until the past few years where I've really realized that it's become like more than just a good TV show. Like it's like a, it's like a cult classic at this point, like it's evolved and it's, it's really cool. I'm stoked to be a part of it. It's really cool to have been there for that stuff. Yeah, it's just crazy to me at the same time to like be roped into that um, mm. because it is like I mean it's, it's legendary. Those dudes were killing it. It's, it's good comedy, and I mean watching them do it was heavier. You know, it's like it's like when you go to a spot and you watch someone get a trick and you see all the little idiosyncrasies or things that are going on, or just the fact that maybe they busted it out like first try. You know that type of stuff. You know, and yeah. you like when you respect that, it was like that type of thing. Like seeing them do improv. A lot of the the people's favorite stuff that came out of that show, a lot of quotes, those were like off the cuff, only said once or twice, like improv, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just nuts. It's Uh like really, it's really, all those dudes are super talented. So
0: So, so what would it be like? Would it be like, let's say season one, season two, whatever, for a season, would everyone come and just live locally in Wilmington and you'd film the whole season like in Mm -hmm. whatever? How long would it take? A month or two or? More. yeah
1: yeah it would be anywhere from like two to three months somewhere in there usually maybe a little longer just depends um usually get a try to get like an episode out every two weeks so not to take a little longer mm-hmm. maybe three weeks so you do that math they were like always like oh sorry
0: and that's time I'm, uh, yeah <laughs> dude
1: yeah my uh my dryer is going sorry about that
0: no uh, good
1: yeah, dude, they would have like three, three weeks for an episode, maybe two weeks. So I don't know. They had six to eight episodes a season. So you can kind of do the math, you know, but yeah, a couple months.
0: And you film uh, the whole season before the first episode comes out or do you film it on the fly?
1: Yeah, usually you're filming it before the first episode comes out. It's all locked. There okay. are like more That's more more like a sitcom thing or like something where it's like a, you know, done on the stage or like, uh, you know, things like that where they're, they're filming it. They're filming it and turning it around a week or two. You know, there's a little different. But this stuff being on HBO, it's like, it's it's locked in for a couple months prior to release date. So, huh. uh, but yeah, they would they would they just, everyone would be living there. It's crazy. You know, basically, you would get you get you know a place paid for and you move into a whatever. You get a house or an apartment and and then you're just you're living there. It's crazy, dude. You get a car or whatever or you can get your own car shipped that's some super luxurious shit dude it's like honestly crazy like I mean it's basically you get uh you get paid a, a bonus just to move and then you also get your stuff taken care of like you get you know food and living expenses taken care of and then like I said if you need a car rented they'll rent you a car or if you want your own car they'll ship your car out to you it's wow. like it's crazy or yeah. whatever you know if you want to drive it then they'll give you gas money and you know food money to drive it out and like whatever you need is crazy dude you get set up like I had like a super sick loft in downtown Wilmington for a while as like a 13 year old and my mom or dad would come with me you know for a week at a time and uh just we would be it was just so crazy. It was like having a second home there. We had the keys and everything, and we would be there for a couple of weeks and then go home for a week if I was off. And, uh, yeah, dude, it's some wild. It was, wild. It was cool. Though. It was really cool to be a part of that and, like, live that, live through that stuff.
0: Is there anything that sticks out? Was there any, like, hijinks or, like, some crazy moment or a disaster or anything through filming all that stuff?
1: Yeah, there's lots of stuff all the time, it seems like. I mean, it's kind of hectic. There's so much, so many moving parts, you know, every day. Yeah. You know, you wake up and it's like, you, you know, I mean, it's not, I don't want to say it's hard work, but it, it's a lot, you know, it's like you, you have 12 or 13 hour days every day and you do that like five or six days a week. And um, so you're just there, you know, constantly. So it would, you know, you just start having fun on set or something, you know, you figure out a way to do something with your free time. Cause a lot of it is just, you know, hurry up and wait. So you get there, get ready, hurry up, hurry up. And then you sit there for three hours. So I'm
0: familiar with that with Jake Phelps. He loved to hurry up and wait. Oh yeah,
1: dude, definitely. Yeah. So you're just like hustling, whatever, you know. And so yeah, we would just mess around sometimes, like, you know, whether it was like I don't know, like everyone had their own way of messing around. Like sometimes, like, we would go like I remember one instance actually we were shooting at that Ashley Schaefer BMW, and so it's everyone's in costume and it's me and Danny and will and then uh, i think chris henchy went which is one of the producers and there's a hooters literally across the street and so those those guys go to hooters and they're all like you know whatever going to hooters and i'm like you know fuck it can i come and they were like yeah dude sure i'm like 14 so i'm just like i'm just there for the fuckery of it because i just they're like all in costume so danny's got his mullet on um will Farrell has that crazy like rick flair hairdo on chris chris henshie looks totally normal um i look pretty normal you know so we're just over there sitting and they don't recognize will at all danny again was still not that popular yet so they definitely didn't recognize him this is season one i think and so it was the craziest experience because i was just in there just giddy because i knew that and they were messing around they were having a good time like and it was just fun to be there and witness that, like, fuckery. But it was it was cool. It was always some weird stuff going on like that. Just just like I said, just making fun out of, like, the free time you had, you know. But you got to do some cool stuff, dude. Like, I got to break, like, like take a bat to a BMW one day. That was pretty sick. Right. Remember that scene where they, like, raid the Ashley Schaefer BMW? I think it's in the first season. And, like, Kenny just like tells everyone to go nuts and they just start tearing up cars. Oh, yeah. So we got to like, we got to like, you know, mess up a couple cars with like <laughs> bats and stuff and like crazy, dude. Huh. Wow. It was fun.
0: Yeah. You guys had like probably a little deal with that car dealership. It was in a lot of the <laughs> yes.
1: Again, sorry. I think it's the last
0: one. Ah, you're good.
1: I right, like yeah. sound
0: effects here on the show. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a,
1: it's a buzzer beater. Yeah, the, yeah, they definitely had like, you know, they had like a deal going. Uh, basically, I think they, I think that they, had, you know, they had a deal going to rent that place out. The BMW, I think, came from it came from like a, a lot. Like they have okay. studios will have their own, like. Collection of props, you know, and that BMW is just basically a prop. So they got that car through a different means. They didn't just pull out the dealership, but they kind of make it look like that, you know. But yeah, the dealership, it's crazy. It's real. That's the guy's name. Yeah. um Yeah, it's wild. Like,
0: we went there when uh, Skate Rock went through Wilmington. And so we had a day or two there and we went to that car dealership because we're like, this, it was during when you guys were filming too. So, I don't know, you got you might have been there, but uh yeah, we skated that indoor park. It's a barn or something.
1: Oh yeah, the skate barn. Yeah. Yeah, we would I was there like two, or three weeks ago. That place is so fun, dude.
0: Sick. Rad, yeah, man. That uh whole town is pretty tight. It's like right on the water. We were like down by this yes. little I don't know if it was a river or like part of this bay or inlet, but yeah, that was a fun show too. We played uh I forget where the name of the place was, but uh Trujillo jumped off stage, some guy was heckling him and got into it with one of the locals. It was just dude, epic.
1: That's perfect. Yeah, dude. That's kind of the vibe there. It's a it's a cool town. It's kind of sleepy, but there's a lot of like people there fired up. I mean it's it's crazy. It's like on this little river and it's like surrounded by a swamp. Mm-hmm. So it's got a lot of it's got a, it's a cool ecosystem.
0: Nice man. Uh the other one I I haven't, to be honest, I haven't watched it. The movie Palo Alto.
1: Oh yeah, that's fine, dude. I think that I've watched it It is insane
0: to me though, because I lived in the next city, which is Menlo Park, right next to Palo Alto uh, cool. from 2000 to 2005. And I'm, I, I, I don't yeah. know what era the movie's about, but I was like, you know, it's crazy. James Franco's from Palo Alto, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's from there, and that's kind of where he had his high school experience at, and that's what that whole movie is based off of. He wrote a book, um, I'm pretty sure it's called Palo Alto Stories or something like that, and okay. it's just high school stories, you know, from that time, and uh, and his, you know, his high school life and whatever, and so he's made a couple, you know, projects out of that, like he made that movie Palo Alto, and then there is a. Um, there is a uh, another one called Memorial that has like some influence from that, and then there is an anthology, like a series of short films that are represent each short film represents a chapter from the book,
2: mm-hmm. and those
1: are strung together to make a full length. So he's done a lot with that book. Um, but Did yeah. you guys film it in Palo Alto? No, no, it was all filmed in L.A. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just right. that area. So Got yeah. It.
0: Yeah, I think me and the fiance are going to watch it tonight. We were like, I was like, I got to watch this. It's like, I remember one time because Stanford, there's this mall right in Palo Alto and right next to it is a hotel. And I was driving by to, to my house back and forth all the time at night and there was all these studio lights and i was like what the fuck they're filming some shit and like oh, yeah. it's it's not common down there so like to mm. see it you're kind of like what is it and it ended up being um that movie where uh now i'm gonna totally face it but uh god damn it you know yeah, the I guy from it. third rock from the sun he's kind of epic older guy
1: dude no i don't and
0: well it it was I think it was called not raising Cain, but it's something where like the guy plays okay. his twin brother and and the one guy is evil and he kills him, but fuck, I'll just insert it right here. There
1: you <laughs> go. Good. Yeah, you got it. But yeah, it they notes. filmed that
0: in, in Palo Alto, but that was the only thing I ever knew. So I was I I wanna check that Palo Alto thing out.
1: Dude, yeah thank you it's fun i mean it's like a it's it's really angsty and kind of slow and vibey so you know you guys have fun watching it it's like you know it might connect with you guys and i mean i don't know hopefully you enjoy it because you're from that zone but yeah it was all it's all familiar. It was a really crazy time again because i'm just like i'm coming out of eastbound and down right about then and i uh i had a crazy audition experience i I blew the audition completely. uh, (laughs) I never did that before in my life. And I'm pretty good at the auditioning process, you know, and you kind of, you memorize these lines and you get into character and you go in and you have a little banter beforehand and you sit down or whatever and you, you dig into the material. And I got there and like fully flaked. I like, I just, I fucking, I got there, sat down and, and I didn't know who these people were. I think one guy was kind of a random producer dude, but the other person was Gia Coppola, Francis Coppola's daughter. Right, she, she she was the director of the movie, and I had no idea, like <laughs> who she was. Though again, I'm like the worst dude. I'm so bad at this at this stuff. I like don't know anyone, you know. And so I, I'm in there just talking to him though, and you know I start trying to go into these lines, and I would get fed my, you know, I get fed my line, and I would, and I'm supposed to start talking, you know couldn't figure out anything I just fully fizzled out never had that happen before so it was like pretty crazy I was in there yeah I was just in there blank and I just was like hey like I just went blank can we try that again I did that like three times and I started I think I just started looking like a bumbling idiot and I was just kind of like I was self-deprecating and playing on it and I was just like yeah I can't remember this at all right now like and um so you know, whatever. Like I don't, <laughs> And they were, they were like, well, that's cool. And now I just talked to him for a few minutes and, you know, I guess I made him laugh and all because I was acting like an idiot, but I didn't even do the lines and I got the part. So it was kind of crazy. It was weird as hell, dude. I've never done that before, but I mean, huh. it worked out. I think, like I said, though, coming out of East and Down, I think that James was kind of a, like a fan of that. And I think he saw me through that. And so it kind of like gave me a, like a, like a shoe in, you know, and, I don't know. It's crazy though. He like took me under his wing after that. And, uh, I worked with him like nonstop for almost like two, two or three years. And we did like seven or eight projects together. So it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, That dude's sick. He was in,
0: uh, what's that? Freaks and geeks. That was like when I was a kid growing up, that was what I watched. So he kind of was a child actor too growing up. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So he could probably
0: relate to, you, you know, give you some fucking advice or whatever. Right
1: yeah totally man yeah and he like definitely butted there is there a lot of like millennial actors like they that that show is huge for them and like oh, yeah you know so yeah but he he popped off and like it was quite cool. kind of again kind of knew who james was so It's like oh shit this is cool like you know this is a good opportunity but wildest thing you know who's in palo alto with me is um the andrew lutheran daniel lutheran's younger brother no way yeah, he plays one of the, the oh, homies I'm watching too, right? it
0: tonight yeah. for sure. Then I remember yeah. when he, was that his first part? Yeah, dude. Because that was I was crazy with thing. Daniel, I think, the day that Andrew got, like, you're in. And oh, yeah. I remember uh he was just like, dude, my brother's going to, like, he was so fired dude, up.
1: That's, oh, that's awesome. Sick.
0: Those guys yeah, that was are the craziest awesome.
1: Thing. Yeah, it was like. I don't exactly know, like, his version of the story, but I think Mike Sinclair had something to do with it. Like, I think he ended up getting in contact with them and kind of helped act as, like, a manager early on. But, like, yeah, it was the craziest thing. And I heard, I was, like, we were, you know, doing chemistry reads again. So, and I hear they had this skater that they scouted from a park. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, who is he or whatever, you know, what's his name? And I just thought, just for fun, I'd see if I knew who it was. And they said, Andrew Lutheran. I didn't know Andrew, but I knew the name Lutheran because of Daniel, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is so random that y'all stumbled onto him in a park." Like, this is great. That was a great time, dude. We vibe. We had to like live in a garage together at um, Gia's mom's house for like a couple weeks for like chemistry building, uh-huh. and so we were like crashing in this garage and like we were watching movies on the uh, the TV that they actually used in Apocalypse Now.
0: No way. And-
1: it was some really weird stuff. It was cool, though, in a weird way. It was, I mean, cool, you know. It's like, I don't know, it's just, looking back on now, i like, dude, this is nuts, you know. In the time, I was just like, whatever, I'm just chilling, you know, this is fun. But, like, yeah, looking back on it, it's kind of wild. But, yeah, it's cool. That was, you, that, was, that was definitely, like, a, I feel like a big deal because I kind of got to, like, I don't know, just do something new, you know.
0: As far as nerves go, what's the most like what's the most nervous you get? Is it for the audition? Is it for like go time when you're on the set? Is it like when the show comes out and you're watching yourself? Like what, what makes you the most butterflies?
1: That's interesting, I don't know. Uh, I never really thought of that. Sometimes like,
0: Do you watch yourself like when like it days. comes out? Are you Are you ready to watch it and see how the whole production is?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten more into that recently. When I was younger, I hated it, dude. I hated watching myself. I like, excuse me. Ooh, uh, I hated watching myself like on anything. I think the biggest butterflies is probably the audition, like just the anxiety because you're going in, you know, and you kind of like you kind of like build up all this hype because you're like, all right, you remember all these lines, you remember all these moves because usually audition is like a lot of material. It's like right. not you would never play out that much material, seldom on a set, you know? And so you're kind of, it's a little harder than usual, which is cool. They're kind of testing you out and all, but you're just in there, you know, you want to blow it away, like first try, you know, and nail it and stuff. So there's like a lot of pressure um, for that, but that's probably where most of it comes down to. But honestly, I haven't felt that for a few years. I've been like doing tape auditions for a long time because I've just been living in South Carolina here. And so I would just send in tapes to wherever the casting directors are so that's a lot makes a lot mellower because yeah you know you can just do it on your own time and you can mess up however many times you want so it's it's pretty good setup but that's way way better
0: right because i was gonna say like once you start knowing who these people are i'm assuming that going into a room where will ferrell is like if you don't know who will ferrell is it's way easier than if you do know who will ferrell is and you're like oh fuck i gotta fucking nail this
4: yeah
1: yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a good thing I didn't I didn't pick up on any of that as a child. Probably <laughs> I do remember actually that happening once. I remember I was like uh, maybe ten or eleven, uh, but I was I was like I was digging Limp biscuit. I knew who Fred Durst was because of that, and I went into an audition where he was there, and I just totally was like losing my nerve because he was sitting there watching. I was like, "Fuck, this is crazy." But, yeah, so I did kind of get, like, st- stoked out. But, yeah, it's a good thing I didn't, you know, pick up on any of that.
0: Huh. Do you get recognized going into, like, the airport or places? Do people ever come up and
1: say, hey, you're that guy? Or
0: No, I mean, you know, it definitely
1: happens sometimes. It does happen. It's, like, it's just random. It really is. Like, I guess maybe, like, once or twice a month I'll get recognized, you know, maybe a little less sometimes. But, I don't know, it's been – uh or take it's kind of crazy I, I changed my hair up sorry I'm yawning so much changed my hair up like a couple years ago and went long and and I got recognized less and now I just shaved it off pretty much it's just like now I hardly get recognized at all so huh. it's uh it's really on the hair dude
0: okay oh, <laughs> like
1: yeah when I cause I had I was I was sporting the same afro dude that I had on set year round pretty much um and so I looked just like I came out of the movie, you know, or the show. Mm. And so if someone recognized me, they would be like, Hey, you look like that kid from East Spinning Down or Hey, you look like that kid from Bad Santa which I wasn't in Bad Santa. But they would I would get stuff like that, you know? And um but yeah,
0: weird.
2: Huh. Crazy.
1: It's all in the hair, dude, the afro.
0: Rad. When you're okay, so right now you're in Cobra Kai, yeah?
1: Yeah, Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid sequel. So yeah,
0: we've been watching that one. We're like halfway through season one. It's a it's a it's fun so- one to have like a a thirty minute uh, kind of fun because we there's so much dark shit on right now. Like all the good shows oh, that yeah. we watch are one hour dark. So it was like let's get a couple fucking. There's not that, comedy's hard. It seems like comedy's definitely hit or miss. Like, you try to watch one and you're like, this sucks. But uh, yeah. the, the Cobra guy I like, um, that guy, uh, what's his name? The main guy, the blonde, uh, not mock William
1: Zabka. Is he Billy? from Grass Valley? I don't know where he's from, actually. I think
0: he lives, like, where Cardiel and Chris Sen and them grew up. I oh. think he lives up in the mountains here in California. So people right, said sick. they've seen him up there and stuff. But uh, yeah,
2: probably there.
0: I was wondering, though, do you have any, like, contractual things when you're doing that? Like, you you can't skate while we're filming. You have to, like, keep a certain look. Like, don't shave your head or any of that kind of stuff. Like, how does it work?
1: Yeah, yeah, you do kind of – there are some, like, loose lines that basically say you can't do this and that, and it's also kind of like an unspoken rule, too. Like, hey, don't get hurt, um, and, like, you know, don't go and shave your head or whatever, you know, cause, or dye your hair, um, especially after you've been – if you're on – sick if you're in the middle of working, you know, like – Yeah. You know, if, if you're, like – it's, yeah, whatever. If it's your off day and you go break your arm, you can't work. It's just like any other job, you know? It's just like, you you know, you blew it. And then at the same time, you know, if they've established your character's hair um, and the style, right? and you go for some dumb reason, you just get, a, uh, you know, if you want to go fucking gray clips and get it all cut up, then that's going to ruin everything too, you know? So you kind of just like, you know, it's definitely like in there, but it's loose. And at the same time, though, it's definitely like something that you just learn that you don't, you know, you don't want to mess anything up, so, um, so, yeah, I don't know, but the skating thing, I've definitely been told a couple times verbally, uh, that, you know, don't go skate, and, uh, I was actually speaking of, like, I was on a set with, um, was one of James Franco's, like, projects we did, and his, his team kind of told me, like, hey, they saw me skating on Instagram, like, hey, like, don't skate, while you're here, like you know, don't get hurt. I'm like, okay, sure, gotcha. I just kept skating, didn't post anything else, but you know, <laughs> it was like I was like posting little edits or something because I was like, I was in Cincinnati, dude, and I'd never been there, and there's like a lot of good skating there, so I was just like losing my mind. It was so Correct. fun, you know. And I would, I had a great schedule. I only worked like three days a week, and I just like had drove up there and I had my car. It was it was fucking sweet. That was a great time, but
0: nice. yeah.
1: So that okay. was one of the only times I've ever really been told to not skate but it's always something that's like understood you know you're not supposed to go and get fucked up um okay. but i've also always like managed to like you know kind of like you know bring that together like i've always managed to like you know get weasel skating into my character you know especially the past like five or six years and so it kind of gives me like a little bit of a gray area you know
0: yeah like, and hey, that's pretty
1: that's pretty sweet yeah i can't do it for my character you know right but it's it's pretty that's pretty cool too, you know get the skate on set or get the skate on film you know and like have it just have my character holding a board or something just make it like a little more you know grounded or whatever but it's been cool man it's like it's like I've had some I've had some pretty interesting experiences where I've like been in the room with like the wardrobe team and you know the designers and stuff I'm like yeah I skate and like You know, this is what I wear when I skate. They're like, oh, you skate? And then I immediately somehow get credibility in fashion. (laughs) They're like, oh, what about this? What about this look? What about this look? They're talking about other characters. And I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. Or, you know, that's not. And they would take it. They would take it, like, seriously. I was like, this is crazy. It's crazy that, you know, I guess, I don't know. Weird, skating's wild, dude. People people love it.
0: Yeah, skating's huge right now. It's like everybody wants
1: a piece. Yeah, dude, definitely Coming after
0: it. Uh, well, speaking of that, how did you get involved with tired,
1: dude? I, I don't even remember at this point. I feel like I think, man, I'm trying to think about how that even came out. About, I don't. I think I sent in footage for that first video, and I don't remember what urged me to send the footage in. I don't remember if it was just like a joke on my end or if someone reached out maybe brad reached out to me or something but like i basically got like asked to send in some the footage for the first video and i was like i was i had like a crew of homies at the time and we were actually like messing around filming a video and i just had a bunch of stuff for that this random stuff that most of it ended up in that first first tire video and but it was a weird time because everyone had kind of just given up on it and they were in aiken where i was from we were filming together and they kind of given up on it. And I had a few clips and stuff and I was like, I'll just, you know, send it to him for fun, you know, and see what happens. And yeah, dude, it just kind of like took over from there. We've just been, you know,
0: every Christmas ever
1: since. Yeah, dude. Every Christmas. Yeah. It's such a a
0: great tradition, man. Me and Brad just get in his thing and I love watching his, uh, his the way he works you know he'll just sit there and be like chop suey boom 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 later 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 he's like yeah dude
1: <laughs> he he is it. fired up he's like a ball of energy it's so crazy dude
0: he's amazing what was your yeah. first impression do you have a first impression of uh meeting Staba
1: dude you know it was I've obviously had like some mellow experiences but then I stayed at his house one night like uh about a year and a half ago and it was just excuse me, it was just, like, wild times because we were just hanging out and, like, skated a little bit and just, like, yeah, dude, just lots of lots of energy, dude. He was just, like, it's crazy how he's just, like, constantly stoked out and just, like, he, we were up probably until, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, like, whatever, just talking about skating and just, like, fucking around in his house and then next day he's up at, like, 6 a.m. mowing the lawn just getting stoked, like mowing his lawn just to be stoked on it. And I was like, dude, yeah, this is wild. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's nuts. But yeah, he's so he's so funny, dude. I love it. I I like Dude, yeah, he needs to like do some stand up or something. He needs like be put on a show, dude. Honestly, I know. Give him a I tried to
0: get him to come on here. He doesn't want to do it. I'm like, come on, man. Dude, Yeah, uh, and he mean, said that you came he, over and watched him uh, black out. He was like, "We, I basically Drake is blacked out. And I don't really remember what
1: happened." Yeah, pretty much, dude. Yeah, I think he was just getting fired up, and like we were hanging out, and then yeah, dude, it was just wild. He has this little like guest house in the back we were in there just messing around just doing yeah whatever just watching all sorts of crazy like skate videos or old stuff new stuff just i don't know he's got a lot of collectibles too he showed me a bunch of random things it was sick dude it was just fun just kind of like torn yeah that's the homie
0: was raymond's open when you came his pizza place
1: oh no it wasn't no we like next time you come out
0: it's so good
1: Dude, yeah, I've been so stoked to try it. He was talking about it and like I knew he was gonna do it from his Instagram and then we talked about it while we were there and he was getting close to doing it and so I'm yeah. stoked he's finally got it open. Yeah, dude. That was random. I met up with him at some bar down there and he was just he was just blitzed and he biked home like just <laughs> totally, totally fired up, dude. Like I was like I was like, dude, I don't know how he made it home on his bike, but he did. It's crazy. Oh my oh,
0: wow. <laughs> What's yeah. the what's the feedback been from your bros when the tired videos come out? Do you get like applauded or heckled or a little bit of both or what?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely like a little bit both. More just like people are stoked that I'm even like you know I don't know just like on Thrasher at all. It's pretty fucking sick, like you know. But at the same time, it's just like funny to be a part of that like conglomerate. I think it's hilarious because my buddies already tell me I act like um. 50 years old sometimes and like dude you act 50 like chill out you're you know you're 20 you know you're 25 whatever you're you know you're young still and so it kind of goes with it because I feel like I'm like definitely way I'm the the youngest dude in those videos by far I'm just and they're just still kind of doing my thing or whatever but I think it's hilarious I love like the irony of it and so kind of fits i guess but yeah
0: i love it too uh just talked to brad actually last week he just bought a new computer he called me up all fired up he's like dude i got a new computer i got everything set up this year it's gonna be way smoother we're gonna fucking kill it i already got the like he was so hyped i was like all right good i always check in with him around this time of the year to be like we're on for christmas right and he's like oh yeah yeah. dude
1: Yeah, yeah dude." he was i was talking to him like it was probably like a couple weeks ago and just um he was just like film everything in vhs <laughs> i was like all right let's get some vhs clips sure <laughs> i don't know It's so funny dude. oh
0: i think he is gonna do the whole thing in vhs yeah that's yeah. what he said okay um have you ever talked to para
1: not in person or not even like you know in reality i should say like i know i've met i've talked to him over like instagram dms and emails but like you know never really like you know voice to voice you know face to face but dude Mm -hmm. he his his art is awesome i love that shit for sure
0: yeah do you have any of it or any uh shirts or anything with his i have some
1: i have some shirts um you know but i don't have like any like actual pieces hanging up you know what i mean his shit is expensive it ain't
0: it ain't cheap
1: yeah he's legit so sick that he's like you know it's just it's a crazy him and brad
0: Hell yeah do you uh keep in are you like do you go online and watch these videos come out are you and what looking at the mag do you know what's going on in skateboarding now or are you more just do skating for yourself or what
1: um yeah dude yeah i'm like pretty much like yeah i pretty much watch thrasher on youtube all the time like you do i don't get on the site as much like because i just like it's like when i watch a video i usually watch it before i go skate and so i'll just kind of like look on the thrasher youtube and pretty caught up like you know I try to stay pretty caught up with it I, don't know, I i i love it i'm definitely immersed
0: anybody got you hyped right now in skating um
1: yeah, dude, there's so much good skating going on. It's fucking insane, dude. It really is. Like, I, uh, just in all facets, dude. You can just go on Instagram and get your mind blown. But,
2: yeah. I, uh,
1: I've been like, I don't know. I saw Ethan Loy's part came out. That was fucking awesome. He's, like, so, so creative and, like, powerful. And, and then. Um, I don't know Miles Silva just dropped two parts in a week that shit's awesome he is so fucking wet dude the way he skates is sick
0: I'm saying Silva versus Silva Mason versus Miles that's the that's the combo right now they're both putting in a lot of right shit
1: yeah dude Mason too like his part was amazing and then his rough cut was just astonishing dude it was just crazy he would do he did so many tricks he'd done over and over again to get it perfect and just like nuts but uh, The Primitive dropped that fourth quarter. I've been watching that the past 24 hours. Like I've watched it three or four times already.
2: Right, And
1: uh, I, I know the guy, Alan Hannon, um, that does the filming. He came and did like a little documentary piece on my skate park in Aiken. Huh. Um, We're still around. And so we kind of know him personally. And uh, even though we, get, we don't get to hang out much, but still I love to like watch his stuff and keep up with him. But, dude, Primitive is a great to me, I love their brand. Like I, I'm a fan of like all the anime stuff. So their their merch is just getting me stoked. And then their fucking, you know, skaters are on point. So that's been really cool. But
0: okay. Yeah, I got a, I got one right now. We're do, we're gonna do a first time ever. This is a first time for the show. Wow. Because I got some notes in front of me, and it all okay. clicked right now. This is me improv on the fly. Oh, are right. you ready? Yeah, This is my segue to the next question. Awesome. Featuring my executive director and fiance. So you know where the next question's going. This is Cheryl Camisa. She has a question for you. The first ever time on the show right now.
2: Hi.
4: Hey, welcome. Thank you, Bo. I just have to say, watching you in the tired videos is the joy of all joys in my life. It makes me so happy. I watched those videos multiple times. And um, there's one where you're like, um, I don't know what he's doing, but he's going up like a, uh, a little ditch and then there's a curb.
0: The, the actual stall and then coming into the... Oh, uh, oh yeah.
4: And, and there was a guy who was like encouraging you. He's like, okay, you got it this time. You could do it. Who was that guy?
2: Go ahead. Get it get a feel
1: for it. Yes, I'm trying to wait. I'm trying to think. Hang on. Let me see. There's been like three or four videos now. That's so sick though. Like thank you for getting stoked and watching that stuff.
4: Oh, so I'm trying to think.
1: Um I'm like blanking now too. I'm gonna have to think about like what that was in. I was going up, a. I was going up a ramp, huh? Or going up like a little wall or something. Yeah, then, like a little wall. Oh, and then
4: you were like at the, like a little curb at the top, dock. a loading dock. And okay. there was a cop walk by at you one kept point. You eating
0: shit over and over and oh, then you wait, finally yeah, did yeah. It. And there's yeah, a guy who's was like, okay, you got it this time.
1: <laughs> dude, you know what? I'm pretty sure you're talking, wait, was it the most recent one? Was it Is the most recent about? one?
0: Yeah. I yeah. think
1: I think you're yeah 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 dude <laughs> the person behind the camera that's actually my wife what dude yeah 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 that's my wife I'm 90 percent sure that this is the clip you're talking about I was like wearing I think I was wearing like all black or something and like yeah dude no, yeah, this was sounded
4: my, like a dude just go ahead I think it, it was a
1: security guard or somebody it, like. it might have been I'm trying to think that maybe it's the wrong clip because I know that Lucky I know that know. in the last one, my wife kind of had a cameo, like cause she was filming, and she said yeah. something like that, and that's kind of what's clicking in my head. But um, Schmidt
4: saying he'll get the clip and share it, and then there you go, and then yeah. we can figure it out. Totally, dude, I'm,
1: I'm blowing it right now. But thank you so much for no. being stoked on that. I'm so that's stoked.
4: So sick. Dude. I'm really thank excited. You. I got to tell you how much I love you in that. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. Thank, thank you so cool. much. Oh, and Cobra Kai. I have to admit, I wasn't that. <laughs> excited about it's all and, good. and then I'm like when are we watching another episode my girlfriend Eileen she's like you gotta watch Cobra Kai <laughs> I walk around the house going Cobra Kai it's amazing it's That's so fun. awesome thank yeah.
1: you so much I'm stoked that y'all are hype on that it's like it's yeah definitely wasn't expecting it to become what it is but I'm so stoked thank you guys for watching it
4: yeah keep up the good work
1: thank you definitely Wow! What an amazing, what an amazing first here. You had there. The you have it.
0: the uh, executive director, fiance, executive. Uh, premiere, her first appearance, uh, coming out onto the show before that season two finale.
1: Dude, I know, dude. Wow, that was so sick.
0: Thank you. <laughs> well, that that's the so segue rad. to fiance skate. Yeah, I was actually gonna bring that up if you didn't, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's perfect. Yeah.
1: What's that's, up with like, it? that's that's just a um, I don't know dude it's an interesting thing it's just like a skate crew essentially of me and some friends but it really started with like um, most of the people that are behind it are like mentees like you know kids that have mentored coming out of my skate park and skate shop in Aiken and those kids have just kind of you know they started skating when they were like 11 or 12 and you know me and a few other guys that were in the same age group were like there. Older skater mentor types and just helped them, you know, learn to skate or learn, you know, what to do and how to, you know, and just took them on trips when they were younger and told. Ultimately, taught I taught a couple of them how to film and uh Same. yeah, like yeah, and they just kind of always had their little skate crew, but it it like formed and they gave it a name and it got kind of serious. They started making edits and so now we've kind of me and a few other buddies that taught them have been sucked back into it as like you know being a part of the crew as well so yeah it's just that's what they that's what they called it's the really it's the you know kind of child of one of the kids in particular his name's jordan nat and uh he's um you know i basically i ended up giving him all my filming gear that i had it was like hvx with like that extreme lens and a couple other things and like a k like a pelican case because i was just like over filming nice you know and I was just like here you just take it because you're filming every day right now and you just use it and and he's been going crazy he's been filming like really good edits and making good footage and good just we went on a trip recently and had a great time and so it's been nice it's been like a cool thing dude it's really sick it's like a passing the torch or something I don't know, you know
0: okay um where would you go on a trip? Like oh, around there is like North Carolina. The destination like Raleigh's good and uh, mm-hmm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Where Where do you go?
1: Yeah, it's 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 all over. Like they'll they'll take weekend trips around to like small spots, or they'll come up here for the weekend, you know, and just do their thing. And then, uh, but we actually went on like a legit trip where everyone in the crew got together, rented a van. It was like fourteen or fifteen of us. Okay. in like a in like a legit like ford transit and we drove up to outer banks north carolina
0: oh okay
1: yeah and so we just we just dropped a little edit on uh on youtube like a week or so ago and that came out really good he like did a great job editing it and and filming everything but yeah do we just all packed in and it was just like a you know like a skate trip dude you're just on the road, and Ten other homies in the car, and you're just, the road you just know, skating, and yeah, yes. it was a great time. And we would, it'd be heavy. We'd definitely, we'd vibe out a skate park if we showed up to a skate park because we would just fifteen of us would jump out like hungry to skate and just, you know.
0: Yeah, that's we like uh, when done. we were going on skate rock. We had like thirty people with us, three vans, and it was like we don't need anybody. We got the part. We're bringing the party to you. Like we don't, you know, yeah. if you guys come out, you're just the whipped cream because yeah, we got fucking right. a crew already. So Yeah, that's exactly. the way to yeah, do it. I mean, so sweet. yeah, what's it the name of the shop in Aiken?
1: Um, it's called Hake Warehouse, but it's not around anymore. I oh. it was a shop I started when I was about. 14-ish years old, and then I uh, it turned into a park, and it was the rounds for about 10 years, but we ultimately got, we had to shut down the park. We moved everything into this park, warehouse, and, uh, and it was like a skate park in the warehouse. There was offices up front. We had a skate shop, you know,
2: mm.
1: but uh, there's an old building, and the roof started acting up. We had like a few spots where it actually caved in, and so the landlord just basically was like, yeah, I'm actually going to sell it if I fix the roof. So if you want to stay in there, you can fix it yourself. Just like kind of being dirty, you know, Just yeah. like, we were like, all right, this isn't working. So we, uh, we kind of had to bail out, but definitely um, there's no shop now. And that was about two and a half years ago that happened, but oh. uh, they've, the kids, like I said, it was a perfect time. Cause that, that crew had became adults. They were 18 to 20 when that happened and they were able to take things in their own hands. And like I said, we had taught them, They had all, we made them all help us build the ramps and everything. So they have started building DIYs around the area and just keeping it alive. And so they've been, you know, they'll build a quarter pipe and a ledge or the spot and then it gets torn down in a few months and they move to the next one and they've been super resilient. I'm so proud of them. It's like really crazy to see that, uh, those, you know, skills passed down being used, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. And,
1: um, but yeah, we're we're working on getting like a legit park set up again. I started a nonprofit, um, called Home for Skateboarding oh, through cool. the park um, a couple years ago. And so we founded that, and we were um, doing some cool stuff with it. But ultimately, it's just to help us receive donations to, you know, build safe places for kids to skate. So um, we're working on that right now. We just got two acres of land donated to us, so we're really stoked. And that's, that's in Aiken. So we're going to work on clearing it out because it's basically woods. But we'll clear it out. And we have a bunch of, uh, a bunch of prefab ramps that we had received. So we'll, uh, we'll put that up and give them at least something to skate in the area, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple shops close by and the kids know, like, you know, to try to shop locals. So they'll, they'll like take a weekend trip to Columbia or here to Charleston. They'll stock up on some gear oh, um, or just buy online from the shops, you know?
0: Yeah. they're pretty good
1: about that. So what's the definitely. shop in
0: Charleston? Do you know?
1: Yeah, Continuum is local shop here, and then in one of the boroughs, Mount Pleasant. Uh, it's adjacent. There's a shop called Parrot. Okay. And uh, yeah, man, there's a really cool. Um, we have a park here built by Team Payne, and the city installed a like a little snack bar skate shop in it, and uh, that is really cool. Even though it's ran by the government essentially, right uh, through the city. The guy that runs it, Josh, is uh, a sweetheart. He, like, loves skating. So when you walk in, it doesn't feel like you're in a government, you know. It doesn't feel like you're in, like, a – you know, it feels like you're in a real skate shop. So that's, like, a really cool thing to have here. But, yeah, we have it We have it pretty locked down in Charleston. There's, like, definitely no shortage of gear, which is nice.
2: Because,
1: like, in Aiken, man, like, right now, you know, if a kid wants to walk into a skate shop, they've got to drive to – like an hour to Columbia to Blue Tile, which is a great spot, but it sucks when you're 15, you know?
2: Yeah,
0: it's not easy to get around. Yeah, Yeah, we definitely can't overemphasize enough, like to support the local skate shops. It's like, I'm all about that. I I really think that the brick and mortar needs to exist. It's great to have this online, um, easy, whatever, but you need to be able to go into the shop, and, and, and stand on a board and fucking see the graphics, feel the shit. Like skateboarding is about feeling, yes. not like looking on the internet. Like you got to grab sure. the board and feel the concave, feel the kicktail, the nose, mm-hmm. all that shit. And the people that work there, are the best because they're the ones that know they're going to tell you like, no, you don't want tracker trucks ever. Do not ride those and they'll steer you in the right direction. You know, like, so it's just, I don't know. I can't, I always like to know the shops that like, from when I'm talking to people like, Oh, these guys put grip tape on your board. They helped you learn, like they helped Mm -hmm. make it, you know? So good, good that you guys are doing all that stuff.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, definitely the shop we had there was like it was a good time. Dude. we had a nice little space, and we definitely passed it on to a lot of kids. And like you know, like I said a couple times now, it's just cool seeing them be adults or young adults and like budding and doing mm-hmm. their thing. And so you know, yeah, dude, we're just out here, just still you know trying to skate, have a good time, just you know enjoying what we got right. over here in South Carolina. But yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'm winding down. Sorry to take so much of your time, but I just had a bunch no, you're of stuff good. On. No, no.
1: It's fine. I'm chilling. Okay. No, I'm good. Um, I
0: I I wanted to talk to you about social media, like how how do you, how do you look at that? Like is it kind of is there one that's like this is for my job and then another one that's like this is for my fun or like do you combine it all or how do you look at social media?
1: Oh, okay. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of crazy,
0: right? Like, I guess, dude. Like, you have a few Instagram accounts, right? Mm,
1: yeah, it's kind of a crazy, it's a little question, not really a little question, no, but it, it's, like, I guess, so, on the surface level, like, yeah, I have multiple Instagram accounts. I have a lot of different facets, but the Blonde Ambition Mitchell and Mitch one is, like, 90% of my energy goes into that, and then I have, like, other little random accounts that I just mess around on, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, in a perfect world, like, I would give those more time and, like, expand into that, those, like, subsections of hobbies, you know, but just don't have a lot of time. So it's just kind of, like, all gets, you know, thrown into the, the main one I use. But I know a lot of people that have a couple accounts and they'll have, like, their private one for their personal stuff and then they have mm-hmm. their, their one where they have their, you know, their flex and their ego and they want to be all, like, whatever you know a superstar with 100 followers so yeah it's 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 nuts it really is when you think about it like that it's like i don't even know i don't want to sound like i'm fried it's just it's just you know it's just like we're living in like a virtual reality at this point like everyone when you open up your instagram or any social media feed everything is different for every single person because of the metadata that your phone and that your computers collect on you like the cookies you know
0: yeah and then
1: it feeds that in and like so for instance like let's just use this like nike right if like me and you got on nike's website we'd probably see a skateboarder pop up pretty quick because it knows that we we digest skateboarding we like that my wife on the other hand say she hops on there she's probably going to see a runner or a dancer or something you know and the, the websites do that and so it's like at this point it's just your own you live in your own virtual reality. You know, you live in your own cyclone, you know, you get fed what you want and most people don't even know it. And so sometimes when I get on there, it's just like kind of heavy. And then, you know, you just get into that point to where it's like, all right, you're going to have your Finsta and then you're going to have your main account. It's like, why are you living two different lives? You know, like if you need to vent, like call up your buddy, you know, (laughs) don't drop it on your private Instagram account for people to like, give you like whatever, like, Oh my God, I love you comments. Like,
3: I don't know dude it's kind of heavy
1: but maybe dude I think this is when my friends would tell me you sound like you're 50 years old but I don't know dude it's (laughs) I don't know it's kind of give and take but all in all you know it's amazing I I do love it I love I love to be able to keep up with everyone like I've met a lot of people throughout the years traveling particularly skating and uh it's just how I keep up with everybody you know it's just Mm -hmm. like you can, you know, might get a little pop-up in your feed or something. You might see someone or, you know, you might just think about them. Be like, oh, let me go to their page and spend 10 minutes catching up. or uh And I don't know. That, to me, is, like, the beauty of it. And that's the, probably the only reason I keep it around. Like, I don't even use anything else. Like, Facebook, Twitter, I don't use any of that.
0: You're not um, dealing with the TikTok?
1: The, no, I don't even have a TikTok, dude. <laughs> and like I said, all that stuff is just there for, like, the – whatever the acting stuff um oh, hang on a second i got a phone call coming in wait are you still there yeah all right but all that stuff's there for like the acting stuff the instagram is the only thing i'm really personally handling myself and if oh. it wasn't for that way to keep up with everyone then I probably wouldn't even really be on there because it's just kind of like hectic you know i don't know dude sorry i feel like i went no i it.
0: i totally get it it's like uh i think we're all wrapping our head around it and like you're always I don't know personally I'm like I've seen a lot of trends come and go so I'm kind of like what's the next thing and I keep looking at Instagram I'm like I don't know this is pretty powerful like it's sticking around for a while you know like so we'll see it is. but it I, the is thing I don't well. like is the fake accounts when when somebody comes in I don't know if you've had these experiences but if somebody's talking shit on you and then you click on that account and it says zero followers what following one or something you're like oh "Oh, you you just made this yeah and it's like somehow they got to regulate that better because whether you you know buy into those negative comments or not like everybody has feelings and like they do digest like when somebody is like you fucking suck or whatever you're just like wait Let's talk about it. Oh, wait, you're not even real.
1: <laughs> right. It's, it's so, it's so, there's lots of levels to that as well, right? Like, yeah. I, I know Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres made a comment once. she was like, I don't even look at critics or social media because if you're going to believe the good, then you have to believe the bad. And that's kind of heavy to think about. It's kind of true, but like also like whatever. But at the same time, it's like just putting that energy out there, you know? someone coming out with some negative energy, you know, it's just gonna, it's gonna ripple, you know, it's like gonna have an effect no matter how tough you are, no matter how many good things you do. It's like my wife's a teacher and she has like, she learns all this stuff about how to, you know, take care of people's psyche and stuff. And there's like a rule for, it takes like 20 positives to kind of heal one negative. So someone, this is you then, like, the average person is not going to recover from that diss unless they receive, like, 20 positive messages. Right. And so it's nuts how much more positive it takes to, like, than it does negative. You know, it's so much more – the negative energy is so much more powerful. Kind of, kind of sucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I work – you know, working for Thrasher, it's like seeing – let's say I drop a video on YouTube. That's where most of the comments go. Like, not too many people – And this is funny because why don't people comment on the Thrasher site? Because they have to be accountable. They have to have a Facebook, which means they have to be a person. On YouTube, you could just be Johnny Come Lately at 567 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. I talk to people all the time that let's say there's 500 comments. Let's say 495 of them are amazing, best shit ever. But five of them are like foot drag you're whack fuck off whatever it is those are the ones you remember out of the 500 you had like and you those five you'll be like but i kind of just have dealt with it so long that i kind of just look at it and go like people just like to talk shit nobody really wants to give a compliment everyone wants to just find the negative and so fucking. for sure
1: Yeah, you just everyone's jealous too like
0: I'm working at Thrasher what are you doing you're in like Omaha sitting in your mom's basement on the slap message boards or like whatever you're doing like fuck shit I don't care I'm I'm smiling so fuck off
1: yeah totally (laughs) dude exactly yeah you're kind of just mastering your reality exactly yeah you just kind of get over it or just learn how to like block it out or numb you know be numb to it or just realize that it's not what's important you know I don't know it takes like a lot of um takes a lot of work to get to that point. So that's it's pretty rad. Definitely yeah. a good thing.
0: What uh what's going on with you now? What are you working on something? Is something about to be dropped? Like what what's going on um, in twenty twenty?
1: Dude, yeah, it's been such a crazy year. I um yeah, I'm living in Charleston, South Carolina and just skating here, you know, like once or twice a week I have the chance to get out, so I'm just enjoying that and you know, my like I said, my buddies are filming some videos, so just you know, hanging out with those dudes at Fiance Skate, and then I'm working with a good friend of mine who's also a skater at the branding company Team Fun. So we're doing mm. that, and yeah, I'm just you know creating merch, skating, hanging out here, kind of staying low key. We drop, we're dropping a movie soon called Skate Shop Movie, so that's definitely something to look out for.
0: Oh, well, that's is coming that
1: out Skate Shop uh skate shop the movie yeah so that's going to be really cool um should be you know they're pitching it right now so we hope to have it out in a few months but but yeah dude that's a really cool film it's just about it's a skateboarding movie but it's more focused on the importance of a skate shop in a community oh, so rather okay. than like the going pro story even though that is like a subplot but the main plot is um saving a local skate shop so
0: is anybody so, yeah. involved from the industry there's a couple
1: people that had cameos, but no one that is, like, directly, like, in supporting it. It's mainly um, this guy, Zach Weil, and he's, like, kind of written it and directed it, and he's, you know, a skater actor, kind of like me, like, weird, weirdly caught in the gray area, you know, and he just, um, yeah, he just kind of started p- pitching it. And people were digging it. Like, we got Mike Sinclair to come out and be a, you know, character –
4: And now, another first impression with Michael David Sinclair.
2: The first time I saw Bo Mitchell, I thought he was the little kid from Bad Santa that kept wanting to make everybody sandwiches. I'm sorry about that, Bo.
0: It will be sick if you made everybody sandwiches. Oh, he's in it. Uh,
1: Yeah, he's in it. Okay, good. uh, Bob Reynolds was in it too, and, and then he Bob's got, uh, yeah, dude, we got, um, we got the uh, fella from Revive, Andy Schrock, to come out and do a scene where he, that was a pretty cool scene, he, he basically is, in the movie, he's playing a dad, buying his kid his first board, and so, it's pretty heavy, it's kind of special, you get that vibe, you know, of how heavy that is, you know, to get your first skateboard, and yeah. so that was really cool, but yeah, dude, just any close ch- ch- silver cameos? No, you can get no, we did get him out there. Should have, should have tried to radio him in.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah okay, yeah. so that when so you're shopping that right now?
1: Yeah, definitely. So okay. we got a couple opportunities. Um hoping to get it on Netflix, but we'll see where it goes and you know, try that try to get it out there soon though. But yeah, I'm stoked on that. That's gonna be uh it's gonna be really cool.
0: Hey, let's take a quick little break and hear from some of our friends, and we will be right back. Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, Dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden, and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy. Do you feel like, um... With all these new like there's Hulu, Netflix, HBO Max, fucking NBC Peacock, there's so many of these like uh streaming uh hosting places. Does that kind of like opening the market for more shows? Like is it easier to get a show now then or?
1: Um, yeah, kinda sorta. I mean, I don't know, it's it's kinda crazy. There's a lot of ways to a lot of ways to get out there, but I feel like it's I feel like it's about the same, really. I mean, you think about it, it's like we've had so many networks that have kind of died off or become smaller because these streaming services have become the new networks, you know?
2: Mm.
1: Um, and yeah, it's a weird time right now in the film industry, for sure. It's like...
0: I mean, there's no it, movies not, coming out. It seems like it's all TV. Yeah. Like TV shows are yeah. the new movie.
1: Yeah, it was like we were bubbling to this weird boiling point where no one knew what the hell was going on, like because of all these streaming services and everyone was trying to figure out how to like stabilize it or how to create a plateau, basically how to like get everything under control. Right. Because there's like, there's just, there's almost like no rules for a little bit and then COVID hit and it was like, well, we can't even make movies now. Cause you can't go to the theater. So it's just all switched over to, series i mean nowadays though it's crazy man Now nowadays like you're even cobra kai like 30 minute tv series right 30 minute episode tv series it's shot like a movie like it's shot like a film like oh. and it's like everything you're digesting now it's shot like movies like you have to think back to what film was or not excuse me not film in general but to what tv shows were um 15, 10 years ago. It was all set stuff. Like, everything was on set. It was sitcoms. It was like a, a slightly elevated uh, Seinfeld, you know? And the really good stuff that you could only find on, like, premium networks like HBO, that stuff was shot like a movie. Right. But other than that, everything had sets. And now it's just, it's become commonplace. That's the new normal. Everything is just shot Like a movie, for lack of a better term. That's the only way I can put it. It's shot like, you know, it's filmed really, really well and with a high budget and, you know, with high production value. You know, everything is moving. So it's like instead of getting an hour and 30 minutes in the theater, you get eight one hour segments at your house, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely a wild time right now. And, uh, yeah such crazy, a crazy
0: year 2020 you'll never yeah. forget it there will always be an asterisk on this year just like whoa remember that one year fuck
1: you know, is not dude it's pretty crazy to be living through this i'm like i'm like i don't know i don't want to say excited but i just want to see what it looks like in like 2050 you know like <laughs> just looking back looking on this back, right like yeah. i feel like my grandparents would look back on like the 1940s and be like holy shit dude you know yeah and I feel Vietnam like
0: we're kind
1: of crazy, a, yeah, or whatever, dude. Yeah. World War II like Hitler, like mm-hmm. just fuck dude, heavy shit, and like I feel like we're gonna be you know granted, you know it's not that crazy, but it's still I feel like it has that weight to it, you know, the type of crazy stuff that's going on, so right, you know, just trying to stay positive and just fucking be nice to people,
0: but that's what it's all about, hey, true or false, your dad got a hairspray sponsorship when you got a Mohawk
1: yeah dude that's true that's hilarious that's crazy. That's really? Funny, dude. yeah dude yeah he like he he we cut a mohawk as a joke and he uh, went to a there was like a mohawk contest that shock top the beer you heard of that beer no it's like so anyway shock top beer it's like this Belgian white beer it's kind of like a blue moon have oh, okay. I mean, you heard of that beer? Yeah. It's yeah. like that. It's a beer like that. And Shock Top was having a contest, and their, um, whatever you call it, mascot is this um, orange peel with a crazy mohawk. And so my dad, they, had, they were holding a, a contest. Shock Top official was, and they were holding a contest. And my dad, like, submitted it as a joke, and he won, and then got, like, a sponsorship for Shock Top and did some events, and then through that um the hairspray company that he was using sponsored him and so he was getting like boxes of hairspray sent <laughs> in and boxes of beer sent to the house and wow it's so funny he doesn't even drink and it was just like the wildest thing <laughs> people would like people would recognize him like you know because he would keep it styled like that year round yeah. and so people would be like yo you look like you look like shock top beard the thing on the shock top beer king's like yep it was crazy. He was like a bigger deal. Like in public, like, you know, he'd be out again as a family and people would be just losing their mind over him and then they'd be done with their experience and they turn to look at me and be like, Wait a minute, you're <laughs> and he's been down. It was like Oh dude. It was like we were asking for it for a wow. while. Yeah. That,
0: has have you gotten or maybe not even you, but have, has your relatives or friends gotten into any roles or anything through you or Um not really. Like I can I know, imagine your friends have... are hitting you up constantly like, dude, give me in as an extra or something. Dude, thankfully
1: not. No, that would be <laughs> so hash. I just have to be like, I, you know. No, my parents have gotten on the scene a couple times just randomly because they were like, fuck it. Get in oh, here yeah? Or whatever, you know. But, yeah, and I've had a couple buddies ride out with me to some stuff, you know, because I would just be – when I was, you know, younger, like 18 to early 20s, like I was like out there and I was – I would just be like, you know, I didn't want to go by myself to live somewhere in, for six months, so i just right. be like, "Yo, you want to come with me?" Whatever, like, and so they would, they would, they'd have random homies come out, and I always weasel them in, like, "Yo, let's get him in the background or something." And I had this one homie, Corey, and um, everyone calls him Pale God, but he he was coming with me for a while, and so we got him East and down. We got him in. He's in Palo Alto. He's in this other movie called Memoria. And uh, we would just squeeze them in there where we could. It was the funniest thing ever. But, yeah,
3: I've had some homies
1: kind of hop in. But, you know, it's never like, yeah. I've had definitely a lot of people ask me kind of, you know, like, hey, like, how do you do this? So definitely try to give tips when I can. But Mm. it's such a weird, like, roll of the dice because I feel like I got in, you know, by stroke of luck. Mm -hmm. And so I don't even know how to do it, honestly, you know.
0: Like you didn't go to school or anything for it, did you?
1: No, no, I didn't, I didn't take any classes or anything like, you know, I've been to one or two little like classes when I was like, you know, a tiny kid, but like, you know, the last 15 years, I haven't done anything like that. It's just been the experience of being on set. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, dude. So I don't know. I always just try to tell them, you know, like usually nowadays, like using the, using your freaking cell phone is key. Like that thing shoots 4k, and it has three or four lenses in it. And it's just, like, absolutely amazing. Like, you don't need anything else. You can create amazing, amazing film, you know, with just your little phone. And, you know, yeah. just do some stuff like that. Like, build a reel. Like, you know, have fun. And then use Instagram or social media or YouTube or whatever. And, and just, like, like, you know, like, no offense. If you don't have the talent to, like, pop off on one of those outlets, then you're not going to be able to, like, really you know take it to the next level so you know you kind of use that as a proving ground that's what i tell everyone now and i mean i think it still holds true i mean there's so many people out there that are super talented and now they have you know millions of followers on tiktok and all but
0: yeah yeah (laughs) crazy well here's the deal 2020 sucks so bad that i started playing pokemon go it's my guilt. Awesome. It's my new guilty pleasure. I I, I bet. Okay. So what happened was everything got shut down. Right. Uh, and I started losing my mind because I live in a one bedroom apartment, no yard, nothing. And like being on lockdown for a while, I was going crazy. So I turned my whole regiment to go into bed early I wake up at five in the morning and go for like a five mile walk every morning before everyone wakes up, you know, watch the sun. It actually started being kind of cool. Like I was like doing my Instagram story every morning is morning vibes and it would be a different photo of the sun coming up. And I was like, while you were sleeping, I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. And then I went to something where I hung out with my brother and his kids and they were like, Pokemon go, Pokemon go. And I was like, Hey, has the has the hype died down enough for me to dive into this? Like, should I be playing it like ten years too late? And so I just download the app, and I've been fucking doing it. Anyway, that's my guilty pleasure. I'm wondering if you have a guilty pleasure.
1: That's amazing, dude. How's the how's the grind of forty, dude? I played it. I played it the first couple of years it came out, and I got to, like I got level forty and and just
0: oh you like, did it. Like,
1: yeah, I was playing it like I was absolutely addicted, dude. I'm Kinda on twenty three right now. That's awesome. It's about <laughs> to get fun, dude. Yeah. Okay. The 30s I is still where don't understand
0: the, uh, the raids. I don't understand what that is. What a raid! It always is like a raid is about to go down. I'm like, okay, oh, wow.
1: no. So that's like, um, and see, it's been about a year since I have played, so I feel like they probably changed some stuff. But that's where you just get a good chance to like catch a really strong Pokemon, and you know the the IVs are going to be good, like individual values are going to be good. So it's going to be like a high quality, strong, like Pokemon, you know? And like, oh dude, I was going nuts. It was crazy. My phone dies
0: really quick now though. Like, cause I got Strava and I, or a podcast and Pokemon and it was my phone. I got to get one of those external power things.
1: It runs in the background, pretty heavy, yeah, dude. But I, yeah. I loved it. I'll try to like, I'll try to get back on there. I can send you some, try to trade you some Pokemon or something. Oh, but,
0: that'd be sick,
1: dude. Yeah, I don't know though. For guilty pleasures, like I said, I quit, kind of quit that or fell off like a year or so ago. So like, I don't even know what I'm doing now. Like, I just like.
0: Do you smoke at all?
1: No, not really. I just like, you know, like, just probably like. I mean, i will drink and party sometimes, like whatever, but. I feel like I'm trying to think of something that's actually like weird. That's a guilty pleasure. Not like, like uh-huh. obviously like, you know, like going and getting like some fire cake or something is fun. But like, dude, you know what I do? I do this. I do. I fingerboard sometimes. And that's like definitely a guilty pleasure. Cause sure. when I'm doing that, I feel like I'm hiding it. I'm hiding myself. Like if someone comes in, I'm messing around and I'm just like scrambling to <laughs> put it away. You know, he <laughs> you know, found me, but I love that shit. Dude, Cause I, I've been doing it since I was like younger because I, whenever I would break a bone, I would do it while yeah. I was healing just to kind of get the, kind of fix the scrap, the itch in my head, you know, to escape. Right. Cause you can kind of curb that, that, you know, need by doing it. Cause when you do it, when you're playing with it and you actually learn how to do the tricks and you are maybe flipping into a grind or something like, it's like really firing you up cause you feel like you're skating almost. So it's like, it's been like a kind of a side thing I do when I'm hurt or something, or if it's been raining for a couple of days, you know, I'll pick it up just to get like the, the itch scratched. Um, I, mean, I also really like anime, which is like slowly becoming not nerdy. Like it's being, it's like starting like millennials and Gen Z, mm-hmm. like they're stoked on it. So like, that's been pretty cool. Like, you know, because when I was a kid, I would watch it and it was definitely like something you didn't tell people that you did. Oh, okay. We like, were going to get made fun of for watching anime, but now it's like become a cool thing. So, but I love I just, anime,
0: dude. I just interviewed uh, Alicia Lee. She's a female skater and she's really into the anime. Is it called anime or anime? Anime. It's just anime, like, yeah. it's
1: like Japanese, but it's like, they say it's like animation, but for short, sure it's anime. And it's just like a Japanese culture and like Japanese basically Japanese TV shows, but it's all like extremely high quality. It's essentially extremely high quality cartoons. Right. So like this, like the production value in these cartoons is the same thing you get out of like the Avengers movies, you know? Okay. Like it's some badass stuff. And, uh, it's all usually like, I mean, there's like, there's also, they have dramas and comedies and stuff, but most of it's usually like sci-fi hero type of thing. But, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, dude, I love it, dude. Just been watching anime since I was probably like, I don't know, 11 or 12. But it's like definitely a pastime of mine. But yeah, I don't know, dude. That's so sick you're playing Pokemon Go. You definitely <laughs> are hopping on late. But I don't know. I haven't played in a year or two. So maybe it's re-buddy.
0: Nah, I think it's rad that I'm hopping on late. But like as I'm figuring it out. San Francisco is still a hot spot like all the gyms are full like it's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm de- I'm out at like 5 in the morning and I'm thinking like all the gyms will be empty, it'll be easy to drop, you know, your guys off or whatever. I'm totally nerding out here. Everyone's like, "What yeah. are you doing?" <laughs> no, it's <laughs> but uh, it's true. It's like they're still full. I'm like, dude, I'll walk around the whole city and I can't even fucking find one empty gym. Then I drive down to the suburbs and I just take over the whole town. It's dude, crazy. I was going to say, I
1: wonder if um, if they haven't fixed this yet. There was a thing for a long time you could do called GPS spoofing. They just call it spoofing. And it would be, you get a third party app and you would log into your Pokemon Go and then you could use the GPS spoof and play it like a video game and you just use a controller to move your oh. character you don't have to move. And so, so like people, you could
0: go to different cities that you're not even in?
1: Yeah. And San Francisco has like a lot of really good like
0: Yeah. Pure thirty nine good spawn patterns
1: off. and like weather <laughs> and stuff. You know, like it's a good it's a hot spot. Yeah. And so people from around the world will literally teleport their character, ah, to San Francisco. makes sense. Okay. And so it's just active as fuck all this the time. This weekend,
0: like, we're having one of those events or whatever. I don't know what it is.
1: That's so sick. Okay, where they, like, <laughs> let out a special Pokemon or something I for a day? I think so,
0: yeah. My brother dude. and his daughters are coming, and we're going to all fucking geek out.
1: That's awesome. Hope it's cool because I'm friends.
0: bonding with my nieces, too. So, like, you yeah, know, it's just I don't know. Keep it. It's like Phil used to say. You gotta stay young. You gotta you gotta hang out with the young to stay young. So
1: yeah, definitely. That's so sick. That's rad. You get to like enjoy something with them too. That's so hard nowadays to like find common grounds or whatever it is.
0: Exactly. And just yeah, with this uh, socially distanced, it's like
1: fuck. I know, dude. It's so hard. That's sick, though. I fucking love Pokemon Go. I'll try to... They had to to message me your username. I'll try to crank it up, see if we can trade something or
0: something like that. Oh, yeah. For any of you that are playing Pokemon Go, Schmittenheimer, S-C-H-M-I-T-T-E-N-H-E-I-M-E-R. Look me up. Let's bro down on the Pokemon (laughs) Live. I'm going to hit you up for sure. Um. The last thing was, uh, what is it? Porn food, porn food, is that right? Food porn? Uh,
1: oh, that, like Food Porn Hotline?
0: Yeah, that's it. Is
1: that it? I saw
0: that on IMDB.
1: That must be what it is. I get asked about that so much and it is the weirdest thing ever, dude. It's like not, it's basically a pilot I shot And uh, it was just – it just kind of, like, fizzled out. Like, I don't even talk – I haven't heard from them in, like, years. (laughs) The name is uh,
0: amazing.
1: (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah, it was honestly going to be some really funny slash weird stuff, but it just –
3: I they couldn't did. sell it,
1: but we filmed. We filmed a. We filmed a pilot, and I guess they put it on IMDb and all. And dude, that's that makes sense. I, you know, I'm so bad with how this is acting, so I don't even know it's on my IMDb. But I, I've been getting asked about this frequently, and I'm kind of like not annoyed, but I'm just like, where are you getting this? Because I know it never made it anywhere, but I guess they have it on IMDb, so that makes sense. But yeah, I don't
0: oh, know. Okay, Ooh, crazy well, time. Well, I got three questions left. I'm gonna let's ask go. them all at once, so you can think about them, and then we'll do one at a time. What are you most hopeful for? What is your biggest fear? And then what song are we gonna drop to get the fuck out of here? So we can start with either your biggest fear or what you're most hopeful for.
1: Okay. Um, let's see here. That's hard. I just kind of got. I just kind of. I got hit, dude.
0: What are you most hopeful for? Yeah, dude. Because um, I'm most hopeful for 2021. Get the fuck out of this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that will fix everything. I'm not sure what I'm most hopeful for.
0: Have you guys been affected by the COVID much out there? Or is people taking it serious? Or like, is people what wearing masks out there? or No.
1: It is weird. It's different. It's probably a lot different here than it is for you guys. We, granted, we're not as on top of each other as folks in San Francisco are, but people here kind of like, some people don't care, some people do. It's weird. Uh Um, Some people, you know, some people just don't even believe in it or just, it's so crazy. It's crazy to live in this, you know? Yeah. Um, And I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm just like, I guess I'm, I don't know what I'm hopeful for. I feel like it's hard to say
0: just hope this run continues you fucking got some shit going
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i just i don't know i hope that i hope that like i guess i should say that maybe this is more of my fear that i just don't want us to like be consumed by by the nonsense that is like going on right now because it's so silly that Mm -hmm. i don't know it's like there's a lot of seriousness going on like we have a virus running around that we can't control we don't have a vaccine for and there's like i feel like we're on the cusp of possibly some type of like civil war at this point with how drastic we've been divided by this election and so i don't know i'm just really i'm just afraid that people are going to lose sight of like themselves and what's important because of social media and i feel like we're at this section two where we've almost been taken over by AI, like, like I said earlier with the virtual reality and the metadata and people like you're, you know, being able to basically be triggered by what you pull up on your Instagram feed and then go out in the streets and protest. But like, and then, you know, you're out there and then it snaps and goes bad. And like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like offend anyone because what people are doing is like needed to be done. But at the same time, I think some people are like losing sight of what's important and just shit is going haywire. And I'm just really... I'm really scared for everyone's like, just like well being, like mentally, physically, spiritually. Like I don't know. Segwaying that, into this I'm most hopeful for, you know, a you know, I guess a president or the leadership of some something, to, something to come along. It doesn't even have to be that. It Just needs to be something to come along to kind of help us realize like what's important in the world, because like we're not like. I don't know. We're just we're in America, dude. Like, it's so fucking nice here, dude. Like,
2: yeah,
1: there's so much heavy shit going on the other other sides of the country, and we're fussing over like bullshit at the same time, being ignorant with like our spoils and riches, and like, it's just just fucking crazy, dude. I don't know. I just I don't know. Sorry, that just got all fucking spun out of control there, but.
0: I don't know. I feel like we're just having to be patient. I feel like we're sitting here watching everything unravel, but with the hopes that it's all going to unravel back up and like continue on, we just have to like watch this gap of time disappear, which kind of sucks because time is so precious and important. That It's like, fuck, man, we're only here for this long. I don't want to be locked indoors for any, you know, any amount of time. Like I'm missing out every day. I'm missing out because I'm a creative person. I like to go do shit. I like to mix it up. And right now you're telling me to do Groundhog's Day every day. And I'm fine with that for a while. It's kind of like a vacation. But after a while, vacation ain't even cool. Like I need to be doing shit. Like Mm. just hope a new year brings a new attitude and a whole new vibe and everything. But we'll see. I I know it's going to take way more than that even a new president it's going to take more than that it's going to take it's going to take the individuals it's going to take america to get their brains you know maybe they got to go to the chiropractor and get adjusted so it's like oh i think differently now snap out of it (laughs) yeah dude it's something like that is definitely
1: necessary at this point because i think we're just all fucking yeah it's cooped out i mean not drag on i heard like i was like weirdest thing happened but i was like getting a tattoo from this dude. And he was like, this guy's a little older. I think he's probably like late fifties or something. And so he's like, he's got a dry sense of humor and stark. And so kind of sets the tone for this, but he was like, yeah, at this point, you know, we assume risk every day when we go out and we drive our cars, um, or whatever, right. Or hop in a plane or even just assuming that we might get the cold once a year, the flu once a year. And it's like, it's just a new added level of danger or fuckery. You know, we're just assuming risk when we step outside, you know, right. because kidding. the virus is out there somewhere and you can get it. Hmm. And it's just, you know, you just like, basically it's like, are you going to fucking sit inside? Or are you going to live your life? And I mean, it's like, it's definitely like a, it's like a selfish way to think, but it's also too, it's like, you know, there's not many options left at this point unless you are going to quarantine yourself every day. And, you know, I mean, people need to, people need to like put food on the table, you know, and like things Mm -hmm. like that. So like, you know, I mean, I think we've done a great job to coming together as a country and putting in contingencies to like create a level of safety so that people can go to work. But I don't know. It's definitely fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Sorry.
0: No, you're good. I heard today that a vaccine was, Almost uh done that's ninety percent uh it works ninety percent of the time or something. They're talking about it on the New York uh daily this morning and I was like, Wow, coming straight out of the gates with a ninety percent accuracy. Okay, we'll see about that. <laughs> like it just seems like I, mean, I don't yeah. even like I, it's all like anxiety. Like you can't you know you know in a month from now we'll see what happens in a month, but freaking out about right now seems like not the yeah, way to go. You just gotta like take your opportunities and run with them.
1: Yeah, and do what you can.
0: Yeah. I like the hat, man.
1: Thank you, dude. Oh, yeah, totally. Fuck. Fucking I love this little Kelly thing. Kelly
0: Green, that's looking mm-hmm. good.
1: Yeah, dude, corduroy—it's like kind of soft. I don't know. I fuck with it. It's fun, well, dude.
0: We hit 40 years. The the uh, the mag comes out. January's just came out. Uh, advanced copies. Cardiel on the cover. 40 years of Thrasher magazine.
1: That's amazing. Do I have a? I have a 30 years shirt at my ha- at my uh, in storage. Not not here, but in storage. I remember yeah. I got that mag in, and then it, we had the option to order the shirt, and so I put in. to get a shirt. I got a 30 year shirt. I had to bring that out. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, Hopefully we'll
0: have some 40th, uh, merchandise. I love all that shit. Like I got posters that I've collected kind of a little bit of a hoarder with skateboard stuff. Like I've, I've had the opportunity to get a lot of collectibles and I think most of us are. Yeah. You know, I got a storage unit because at some point I'm hoping I'm going to have a man cave. That's like my museum. But, uh, you know, yeah. the older I get, the the more I'm like, huh, is this worth it? Is this ever happening?
1: Right. Yeah, I understand. So we'll totally.
0: <laughs> um, thanks so much, man, for taking the time. It was good catching up with you. For uh, sure. I'm fucking looking forward to seeing some uh, VHS clips for this tired vid.
1: Thanks, dude. Yeah, I'm sure me and
0: Brad will be rattling your cage pretty soon. Like, dude, probably first week of December we'll start diving in. You know, he likes to wait to the last minute on these edits, Mm -hmm. and I start going like, "Fuck, dude, let's get in a little earlier this time." (laughs) Yeah, no, dude. He's got the new computer. It's gonna, it's gonna go well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, new computer, old camera. I like it. Yeah, Uh, you got a good song that could take us out of here.
1: Um, yeah, dude. I uh, my buddies down the street makes some sick music. You can find it on Spotify and Apple, so I feel like you might be able to pull it up. But uh, it's Heartache by DJ Dollar Menu D O L A. Yeah, Dollar, not Dollar. Yeah, run that one, dude. We'll vibe well, out.
0: We'll uh, download that off the Spotify, put it right in here. Are
1: four. they
0: do they own their own music? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, They're so not it's like on a little- label
0: or anything. No,
1: it's like a little skate house, but of music dudes. And it's just like there's DJs, producers,
3: artists. They all hook
0: us up because uh, if they ever want to contribute, I can get some music in the Thrasher edits. We're always looking for music because we have to clear the rights for all our stuff. So we really like to reach out to people that are making stuff. And, you know, if something works, we're definitely down to use it.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah, they do like, you know. Rap, and then they do some pop and electronic stuff. So they probably got some songs that would work for some of the edits. I'll send you a, a line
0: Hell yeah, sure. Can I get you a beanie or a shirt or something for the Talking Schmidt too?
1: Oh, yeah, sure, dude. No, for a beanie. It's getting cold. Okay. I'd, I'd rock that out for sure. Well, I yeah. got
0: like uh four new colorways coming out like um Friday. So I'll, I'll, I'll send know. you a photo and let you pick something. Hey, there. thank you. Yeah, be stoked. Yeah. Yeah, just trying to like do some fun stuff on the side. Like it's been really fun. Like the, the podcast has been growing and it was the perfect time to come out because everyone got hit by this pandemic. It's like, dude, you're kind of helping me get through a lot of shit. And I'm like, I'm just having fun, man. Just trying That's to awesome. do shit on, you know, reaching out and meeting people each week and 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 all that.
1: That's how it usually goes, dude. It's It's a beautiful thing, dude. It's like, you know. Just doing what you love, and other people feel the passion, or you, you know, whatever. It's like, Hell yeah, it's cool.
0: Well, fuck yeah, dude. Thank you. I'm, I'm fucking really stoked. Thank you. And I'm trying to. I'm still trying to think of that clip.
1: You have to send me the. You have to send me the clip that your fiance was talking about. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's my wife, dude. I know that it sounds funny to say that, but I remember she was she was filming with me that day, and she was like.
0: So it was basically it, a double-sided curb on top of a, a a tight little bank that went into a loading dock and you were like uh, up on a 50-50 axle stall uh, and yeah, you kept and trying to roll it. in. Uh huh. Dude, yeah, yeah,
1: that's it. That's my wife for sure. Okay. Yeah, dude. That was a crazy experience because she never had went out skating with me before and uh, never even went on a skate session. I'm sorry to dig into this now, but
0: just no, I while like
1: I'm here. It. Dude, yeah, she so... Dude, yeah. So I went once with some buddies, got the cops called, got kicked out, blah, blah, blah. Back two weeks later maybe, and I'm trying to get it, and she's there, and she's the only person that is around to come out. I'm like, hey, please just come give me 10 minutes of your time. Shoot this. It's a couple blocks from your gym, so you can go hit your gym afterwards and that type of thing. She's like, okay, I'll come out. You know, she was like, I drug her out. And so I think the cops had pulled up, and she was like, do it right here. Like, like, you know, trying to, like, be, like, kind of, like, low-key because the cops were there. And, dude, yeah, we got – but we got trespassing notices at that spot. Um, you know, like, when you go and the cops are, like – it happens pretty often here because it's smaller. You know, the cops don't have as much to do. Right. So they would take their time to write you a fucking trespass notice. So we got trespassing notices written up. And, dude, she thought that she just, like, committed a federal crime. She's, like, such a sweetheart. And she, like – she went back to her car and like started tearing up and like, she was like, I felt like I had been objectified and like, she'd never been like talked down to by a police officer or anything. And it just like ruined her week, but it was a good experience in the long term. It definitely gave her like a healthy respect for the fuckery, you know, that we go through. But yeah, yeah, dude, that was, that was wild. She was upset. (laughs)
0: Last time she ever goes on a mission with you, huh?
1: I know, dude No, she finally She picked it up though I just got her Her first board Like a week or so ago And then We set it up last week And I showed her how to grip it And that was a pretty cool Thing You know, pass that On to her
0: Uh-huh And,
1: and then uh, Yeah, we went out skating Like a week Like The past couple weeks We've been going out like once a week And she's been Riding up curb cuts and stuff And picking it up how So cool Yeah, man I'm stoked she's out there And trying it So,
0: yeah Nice, man Well, shout out to your wife Shout out Gonna try something real quick for the first time yeah. ever, too. I wow. just okay, share screen, right? I hit it, and yeah. then mm-hmm. does this pop up on your screen? Can you yeah, see? It does. You can see a shirt. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Whoa, those are crazy. So it's so sick.
0: And I it's weird because now I can't see you or anything.
1: Yeah, so this is like for um business Stop stuff, right? Like and then I'm if back. you're pretty <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. This is like if you're presenting a, um, like a, whatever, you know, like a photo thing, what do they call those? Like, uh, uh what
0: are PowerPoint.
1: They? Yeah. It's like a, it's like if you're doing a PowerPoint in the zoom and you're in like a company meeting and stuff.
0: So could I take, let's say I had your video part on my screen. Could I Yeah. Hit, let's watch your video part and click it right in Yes.
1: Yeah, and then up. you
0: could talk over it. Cause that's mm-hmm. what I want to do is have like Malto, let's watch this, and he's like, "Well, this is when I was in Kansas, you know whatever.
1: yeah, have it queued up and run it, and it'll I'm pretty sure it will record excuse me, it'll record video audio, so you can either have that playing or you can just tone it down. you can kind That'd of edit be cool. it live you know that way, you can yeah can edit it live, but dude, yeah, that's definitely a good way to kind of do what you' wanting to do without having to you know get your executive director over there you know working for you the whole time but yeah dude
0: right well fuck dude we did some first today i i kept it for like oh man we almost hit two hours so thank you very much for that and uh look for this on tuesday it'll come out every tuesday we get a new one at 4 a.m it just uh that's 7 a.m your time but uh okay boom yeah, man, appreciate you, and I'm stoked to dude. see you keeping to do uh, cool shit. Like, thanks. you weren't one and done with the uh, eastbound and down. Cobra Kai is cool, and I'm looking forward to all <laughs> your other projects. So uh, thank stick you. in touch, and uh, we'll see you out there. If you okay, ever come thanks. to SF, too, fucking hit me up.
1: I will, for sure, Yeah, I'm hoping to get back out there soon. So thank yeah. you for the time, man. This has been so fun.
0: Sick, dude. Stay safe. All right, you too, man. Have a good one. Later.
2: I'm the D-O-L-L-A, give me in yeah, you, the man with the plans, running out this venue. You. When you've been on a mission to be seen, you believe me, not catching the machine in the jeans. Too good to be true, all eyes on the dance floor so stuck on you His last call at the party club close at two So let's dance, cause we got nothing better to do So let the party begin, we're gonna boogie-hoogie to.